Welcome to the Sports and Media Podcast. I'm Jeff. I'm Joe. And our I'm guest. Dick Schneider from Nashville, Tennessee. Well, welcome, Dick. Glad you made the trip today. Uh, a former uh, Illinois resident, so it was nice to be back. There you go. And we also got a lot of guests in the studio. If you happen to be watching on Facebook or our rebroadcast uh, from uh, the uh, – tell us what they're from, Joe. Um, they're attending. It's an 11-day workshop on journalism for the Illinois Press Foundation and EIU support. We're trying to uh, – educate high school students about all kinds of journalism issues. So they're diving in, and this is part of what they're doing. Well, we appreciate them all being here this week. Hope you're having a great time at Eastern Illinois University. Let's start talking a little bit about sports because that's what we're really here for today. We love to talk sports because that's what we do. NBA draft. It's a, it's tonight, which is the Thursday we're recording this show. That seems to be the main topic on all the sports shows right now. Who's going to get traded? Who's not going to get traded? Who's going to get taken first, second, third, fourth, fifth? So your thoughts, gentlemen? Right. Well, I think the NBA draft uh, – has become the hot stove leaf for baseball. You know, this is what we talk about more. I think you and I were talking about this last yes. night. Interesting to hear what you'd have to say. But um, I, I think this one player is going to transform a team, you know, much more than one player for, for Major League Baseball, or even the NFL, right? Don't you think? I agree. And I, and I think it's, it's so interesting with, you know, the, the, the super team talk. Now all these teams are trying to line up to become a super team because it looks like the NBA is going to go to like where there's like four or five really good teams and everybody else is just trying to get a little piece of the pie where, you know, the Cavs, Warriors, and either the Spurs, Lakers, Clippers are going to be the next super team. You know, or is it going to be somebody like the Rockets or the Jazz? I don't know. It's yeah, the Clippers window may have closed there, that's yeah. for sure, yeah. lately. I mean, nobody talks about them much anymore. It's interesting to see how the draft has become, as Joe was saying, the hot stove league, and how teams are really taking a look not just at their a person's basketball talent, but how they're going to brand their team around these specific individuals. And how um, this is not just for a four- or five-year period. Right. The other thing that is interesting is a really seismic shift is this idea of tanking for the NBA draft. Yes. And, you know, you want to talk probably 10 years ago, maybe, nobody would have been talking about tanking for the NBA no, draft. No. And so during a season in the NBA, if you're not in it by December, if you're out of it, the questions that everybody gets on that team, whether it's a coach or a player or a GM, is are you going to tank the rest of the year? And, and if so, how are you going to tank? Exactly how are you going to tank? And how long to rebuild your team? And instead of just being good anymore, you've got to be Cleveland or Golden State good. Now, you guys have been in the, uh, the journalistic in industry longer than me. I've been more on the radio and TV side. But, I mean, that wasn't a question that was asked 15 or 20 years well, ago, Well, that's right? what I know. We talk a lot about the media. It's changed a whole lot. Dick, you started working as a sports journalist in Florida for the Lakeland Ledger and the Fort right. Myers News. You've covered Super Bowls. You've yep. covered World Series. Yep. How is it different? In what way? As uh, far about as the whole idea of tanking, about how do you see do you see the media covering this angle a little bit different? The media has um, the the seasons, especially on the winter sports, are so long that the games seem to run together. So to give that new type of angle, the idea of getting an angle is not new, but to get a new angle that has uh, legs and has life, you start talking about. What are the players going to do and the team's going to do if they're going to be mediocre forever? Nobody wants to be the Milwaukee Bucks, okay? You'd rather be the Philadelphia 76ers, who are awful, but you're getting a number one pick and they're trying to get another number two pick. The Bucks stay mediocre. The Sixers, they're talking about being a super team in a couple of years. Which is so, amazing, isn't it? So, yeah, yeah, so the whole topic of conversation 
has changed. Now, you didn't have kids coming out as high schoolers. Of course, there's one-year rule now, the one-and-done rules. So, so much has changed in the NBA. What would change the tanking uh, concept, I think, is if the NCAA adopted the same rules that they have for baseball, where mm -hmm. if you join a college program, you got to stay for two years. That's a little different. And baseball accepts that and you don't hear about teams tanking a little bit different but not that much what do you think about the idea that i think mike greenberg of espn brought and again sometimes he really aggravates me but i like this idea how about the team with the that the, with the best record not in the playoffs gets the number one pick well i think the nba people would tell you that's supposed to be about how the coin flip works that if you're going to tank you still may end up being the last Worst team. <laughs> so what is it, the eighth pick? I'm yeah. not 100% sure. Like that, yeah. mm -hmm. um, but it does sure as heck seem like the Sixers are getting high draft picks and, you know, suddenly Boston, because the New Jersey Nets are a bunch of idiots and traded their, <laughs> you know, their future away, Boston had the num number one pick until it traded for it. Yeah. So you can try to maneuver it around, but as long as you still have fans interested, as long as they're still selling tickets – um, team fans would rather see their teams tank the the whole idea and now I see it as a branding slogan <laughs> the Sixers used to have to tell their fans and their players trust the process trust the process that was a Sixers slogan now I see you know billboards driving obviously billboards back to Nashville trust the process or something because it's become a brand slogan <laughs> I like that um, other things that are going on besides the NBA draft right now that I want to go back to this past weekend NASCAR and golf's ratings just absolutely bit the dirt this weekend your thoughts on why uh, and you know it, can NASCAR recover from it is golf is just because it was an easy course and no tiger. You guys, I don't. I, well, the scores are easy. I don't think it was easy course. I mean, I th you have right now some of the one of the best um, young players in, in, in PGA right now. Uh, th I, th I think seven new seven kids under twenty five won yep. this past week. I think we're getting a resurgence of quality of golf, but we don't have the names like a Tiger Woods. I, I watched a lot. I, I watched hours of of the u.s open on saturday and sunday i don't mm -hmm. know if you watched any of it we did and uh, i thought it was one of the more intriguing interesting u.s opens i've watched it maybe since tiger woods won in 2008 but the, i struggled to, to to figure out who these people were <laughs> you know and i think that's translating you don't have big names probably not going to listen don't you think yeah i think it's the individualization of sport is also a huge chain where people aren't just fans of the team, they're fans of the players, right. and that's a, a res result of free agency. Uh, we did let watch a lot. Um, my daughter and, and um, her husband, they went to Florida State, and the winner was from Florida yes. State, so they're walking around the house doing the war chant. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, and and uh, that was that was a really big deal because uh, all you know they didn't do too well in football and basketball. You know, and, and um, but they were doing they won a golf tournament, so they were happy about that. Right. That was. Uh, I mean, that that kid Brooks is someone. I thought, by the way, I don't I don't think you're a really big fan of Joe Buck, but I thought he did a fantastic job. I don't job. mind Joe Buck. And I thought he was. I do. You don't like Joe Buck. <laughs> I do not like Joe Buck. I did I'm you think sorry. that he was okay in the U.S. Open? Joe Buck. Oh, you're messing up the girlfriend name? <laughs> well, yeah, he had the wrong girlfriend yeah. from Florida State. Yeah. Actually, well, actually, I couldn't hear over the war chants, but then that was that was a good thing. But right. um, he's over, you know, in my opinion, he's average. 
Um, he, first of all, he's a bit overexposed with the NFL and golf, and it's just like, oh, gosh, why can't I hear another voice yeah, well, on that. this? But, you know, I still like people. I, I'm still, and I hate to say old school, but the Vince Scully type thing where the game was poetry and there was a story to it. And it's not just Buck that does that, but tell me a broadcaster who does that anymore. I just don't know. Uh, they are a dying breed if they there's are. any left when you think we, about it. Yeah, we were talk, We were watching the, the Mets-Dodgers game the other day, and you brought that point up, is that the problem with broadcasting, you were saying, and I agree, is that there's not storytellers that are on radio and Who's TV. Who's the Giants uh, baseball announcer? He might be one of the best. Uh, oh, it's – um, brain lock right now. Yeah, so am I. But um, he used to do the Orioles and yeah. he used to do the ESPN game of the John week. Miller. John Miller. Thank you very much. John yes. Miller is, John yeah. Miller's pretty good. He but who hears story. John Miller? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, you know, unless you have the MLB package, yeah, who hears him? He's probably one of the last of the of the real stu- true storyteller baseball announcers. I, that's, agree I agree with that. Too much analysis. Yep. I, mean, I mean, we want analysis, and, and I love sabermetrics, as we've talked about. But you know, where's the stories? Yeah, people where's trying to be funny when they're not—they don't need to be funny during a broadcast. I just, you know, call the game and, and tell the story. I, I, I like that more than the the, the, the people that are. I'm a Braves fan, and I everyone, when they are on or I catch them on satellite radio, you know, Don Sutton's always trying to be funny instead of just telling the story, and it just drives me nuts. But it was down at the new stadium a couple of weeks ago. You, you miss um, Chip Carey, don't you? I miss Skip Carey. Oh. I mean, yes. Uh, yes Skip yeah. I miss Skip. He who was, was who was his partner? I forget with Skip. Oh, they had uh, Ernie Johnson Sr. No, there was somebody uh, else. I'm uh, trying to remember who the... Uh, well, Sutton and... Um, like in the early 80s. Uh, oh, early, mid-80s. Yeah, I, my mind's a blank. Uh, yeah. But they, anyway, that, all, that group was pretty good story. To, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Because Skip was a really good announcer and... Yeah, we just don't have as many of them yeah. today. Skip go. one time, they were getting blown out by the Phillies, and he just said, it was the seventh inning, and he said, <laughs> if you promise to patronize our sponsors, and wa- uh, you can now walk the dog and leave. <laughs> <laughs> and his favorite inning was the top of the fifth, because he loved the top of the fifth. There you go. <laughs> you his daddy. He was his daddy's kid. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the other, uh, I guess, before we get to Joe's topic, I want to talk about No, go ahead. Because you know what I'm going to say. Now, is, can you believe that Fox Sports 1 hired Ray Lewis. I, I don't get it. Well, I will never understand it. I, I, I've never thought he was that good of an, an, an analyst. And I think also. Is it the shock value? That, uh, I don't know. I think it's almost like it's let's get the, the villains on the air, too. I, I mean, this is not someone I would hire, but I don't know how much ethics. What, what are your thoughts on this? <laughs> I don't know. Um, I'm curious about why Ray Lewis, because I don't. Never got Ray Lewis to begin with. He wore loud blazers. <laughs> um, so perhaps that is the qualifying uh, factor for uh, Fox Sports. But um, I don't see him as a great person of insight or anything. He's won championships, you know, to his credit. Heck of a football player to his credit. Just like I never thought Warren Sapp was w- was that good. You know? No, he was one of the, he was the yeah. funny guy. He wanted to be the funny guy. Whereas I think that uh, Deion Sanders, who's from where we used to live in North Fort Myers, you know, I, I think he's evolved into a, a pretty yeah, interesting. Yeah, because he was an actually he was a hate him or love him athlete, but you, as a broadcaster, he has come a long way. He's better than I ever thought he would be. Did, do, you like it, do you like Neon? I like Dion. I just remember him coming into the office all the time. He spelled his yeah. name D-E-O-N in high school. Oh, he did? Okay. Yeah. Yes. Uh, he was a quarterback. And um, he was a heck of a baseball player and basketball player, that too. That North Fort I mean, Myers was team was North Fort, State, I think. North Fort Myers Red Knights. There you go. I think Wasn't Mike Greenwell on that team? Foster Red Sox? I think they missed each other by Did they one miss year a year or something so? like that. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk a little bit about the, the, what, the D-League is now the G-League or something? Right? Yeah, it's just, you know, I, a lot of people are upset that the, the, the NBA's D-League is now the G-League, which denotes Gatorade. Gatorade paid to have that G in front of there. And um, 
you know, that's just life today. You know, everything's has a money, you know, every has money. There's every stadium's named, you know, maybe we'll have, you know, the Gatorade second base someday. I mean, what's the, what's the, what's Comiskey's name now? Oh, it's something horrible. Cellular One. No. No, 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 no. It got rebranded. It's a, a brand you've never heard of, and I have no – I couldn't tell you off the top of my head, but it's not anything that's – it's not like SunTrust. At least SunTrust in Atlanta has – that's fun to say, but it's like – oh, yeah, I, you know, we should know that, but it's it's not a fun I name. I saw that last night and tweeted it out to some friends of mine. Google who that, are, Joe. Well, you, I am. Who are, I like, like I knew who it. Who are, who, are, who are Sock fans, and they just wrote back and said, it's always Comiskey to us. Oh, yeah. Well, you've oh. covered Super Bowl. Let's uh, talk while, while Joe's looking that up. Talk about a Super Bowl memory or a story you can share with our um, Sure. I covered the Bears Super Bowl against the Patriots, and that was um, a heck of a lot of fun. I still um, and still have never figured out why um, William Perry could score a touchdown in the Super Bowl and Walter Payton did not. I don't think that will ever be answered. Um, I think that for one of the great NFL teams of all time, um, that is a, a black mark, and I don't know what Ditka or anybody else was thinking. I know that everybody got caught away, you know, caught up in what Perry was doing as a running back, but that was um, – Yeah, one of the classiest individuals in NFL history didn't get a chance to score. Yeah. Um, I saw the uh, Dolphins lose to um, the Redskins back in the Theismann era. Okay. And with John Riggins chugging along, and was that, that the was interesting. Game or that no, 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 no. This yeah. was uh, later at the Rose Bowl. Okay, all right. No, that was the Gar- The fourteen seven was yeah, the Gary Gar- Premier. Yeah, okay, there you go. Uh, George Allen <laughs> and the future us brought in the Rams. All these ex-Ram players. The thing about the um, the Super Bowl is it's a sports journalist nightmare because there is no news to break. And the guys, um, if you sound halfway intelligent, you then become the cerebral football player. Right. <laughs> you know, and um, everybody is looking for something from a journalist standpoint that really isn't there. Now, some people I know, uh, there's a columnist named Mike Lepresti who, when it was in New Orleans, would go to one of the voodoo lounges and try to get a, somebody to cast bones to see who would win. And that was a nice little take on <laughs> New Orleans. Now, the second time they're playing in New Orleans, it's an old story. Sure. But, um, but it, you know. I it, remember it, the acupuncture. Wasn't that a breaking news story that week? Oh, gosh, yes. Like, yes. <laughs> yeah. I think my favorite th- uh, thing to cover was Augusta because it, un- it unfolds. And I was lucky enough to see Nicholas win his last one oh. there. Uh, but that is a story, and it's hard to, you know, you, you, you do have golf sabermetrics, but not to the extent. Oh, no. And you watch it just unfold, and you watch the players, and it really is a little bit of a, of a um, rhythm dance. Um, and there's so much pressure, and then for Jack to win it that yeah. time, oh, you know. What year when, was that? Was that 86? It was 85 or 86, okay. mid, yeah. I remember that the other yeah. night, yeah. That was, yeah, I remember that. It was awesome. Yeah, I kept hearing people yell, you know, Go dogs! I'm thinking he didn't go to Georgia. <laughs> yeah, but that's all they knew how to do in Augusta. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Awesome. And, and it seems like the U.S. Open they try to have some weird phrase every time someone hits the ball too. No, those that people, seems to be those in, people need to be vote. taken out and yeah. taken out. There you go. Uh, there's that. Uh, I was going to talk about we're, as we're running out of time. I want to get since we have Dick as, as our guest today. I mean, you know, this is awesome. I wish we could keep going. Your thoughts on uh, pro sports in uh, Vegas? I mean, last night the Vegas Golden Knights kind of made their debut in hockey, and the Raiders are going to be there in a couple years. Your thoughts, sir? It's um, very ironic to me that Las Vegas was like the bubonic plague <laughs> to sports leagues until they said, "Oh, well, we got two billion to build a football stadium." Okay, the Raiders should be in Oakland. 
Let's just, you know, if you want to have an expansion team, send it to Las Vegas. But the Raiders deserve to be in Oakland. And if the NFL can find people to pay $2 billion in Las Vegas, I suspect the NFL could probably find somebody who would pay $2 billion for a stadium in Oakland without holding the city of Oakland up. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't happen. Okay, so there you are. Um, so, and as for um, the hockey, I was a little taken aback that they dropped the loss. I, I wanted. I didn't know that. Till they last did. Night. Yeah, they they and because I'd always heard that people in Vegas hate to be called ve- from Vegas, mm-hmm. but uh, they are now the Vegas Golden Knights. They have. Um, which does roll off your tongue. I'll give them that. That's Vegas true. Golden Knights does sure. roll. Yeah. Um, well, the Golden Knights, the little play on words there, the yeah. KN instead yeah. of NI. And okay, yeah. thank you very much. Um, but they got one of my favorite players, James Neal, uh, from the Predators. And um, I plan on going to a road game. Does out he there. know that I'm a Penguins fan? No, I was going to bring that well, up here you know, in a second. That <laughs> I wanted to bring you two together a Penguins you know, you know, fan and a Predators you fan. You know, con- Go. C- congratulations. Um, uh, the goal never should have been waved off in Game Six. I was at the stadium, and if I could see it from where I was sitting, how the referee blew his whistle, will be ever will be a question that I take to my grave. I would not disagree with you, sir, uh, but I think the better team won. That may be true. <laughs> I don't. I don't necessarily disagree with yeah. that. You know what was sad though? Last night when they did bring Mark Andre Fleury out. And then they went right to the shot of Sidney Crosby and Carl Hagelin. It was just a very awkward moment. And I know they did it because they're trying to build a fan base. But, you know, Fleury's still, in my world, he's still a Penguin champion right now. Yeah. Bring him out in the, yes, in the Vegas is. jersey. I'm surprised he did that. But, I mean, he knows he's now the face of a new franchise. Well, he knew that was going to happen back yeah. in um, About January. I think, yeah. Well, probably. You're probably yeah. right. But it's certainly in, after round two of, yeah. the, of the playoffs. So. But Anything else, uh, Joe? You want to touch on real quick because uh, we're running short on no, time. No, that's fine. I was just I, I I looked up off the top of my head. Oh yeah, uh, the White Sox team is guaranteed rate stadium. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that, I forgot it, about that. Yeah. And uh, first of all, you've never heard of guaranteed rates, at least in this part of the world. I don't know about Nashville. No. No. And so, what is it? I mean, it's it's got to be a loan. It's not company. like Big Mac Stadium or Slurpee. Yeah. I think it, it sounds like a mortgage like company. Yeah. And so it's and it's not pretty. You know. And so I get that, that's part of what it and is. And all White Sox fans, as you know, they call it Comiskey. Yeah. No, nothing but Comiskey. All right. Hey, I'm so glad you came, Dick. I wish we could Pleasure. Thank I, you I so much. You and Joe could talk sports forever, so yeah, we appreciate it. Yeah, that was great. It. So we'll be back next week, Joe. This has been the Sports Media Podcast. I'm Jeff. I'm Joe. And I'm Dick Schneider. Everybody have a great day.